One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. We are just two friends who would like to talk a lot about serums. Welcome to our show. Hello and welcome. Um, we do always like to remind you that we have a voicemail number where you can leave us messages at 781-591-0390. We might play your message on the show. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. And you need the password serums to get in. And if you like the show, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and also tell a friend. And if you really like us, please do mention us on social media. And finally, a friendly reminder that all the products we mention on an episode are on our website, forever35podcast.com, which is also where you can find our merch. Uh, And you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. Yes. Kate, how's it going? Well, let's just, let's just tackle the first, first things first. Okay. We are in 
coronavirus time. We are. We we are in an, a time of corona. We discussed before recording, should we talk about coronavirus? Would it be weird if we didn't talk about coronavirus? The consensus was it would be weird <laughs> if we didn't mention the fact that there is... I don't know, somewhat of a, glo- a global crisis going on right now. Yeah, but we should also say we're recording this about a week and a half before it airs. So we have no idea. So we don't know what's happening yes. right now. Um, perhaps it has been solved and everyone is going about their business. Or Hopefully. perhaps we're in quarantine. Or, you know, or somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. So we just wanted to mention it because felt weird to not mention Yeah, and it. we just actually chatted about some of the things we had been doing to prepare. Um, and so we w- just wanted to say, like, yes, we're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and tr- I think both of us are trying not to be too alarmist about it while also just, you know, trying to be sensible. Yeah. And, you know, as I, Kate, as I was saying to you before we started recording, I do feel like I, I think differently now than I did when I lived on the East Coast, because in California, it is so kind of drilled into your head to prepare for natural disasters like earthquakes and fires. Yeah. That I already had, you know, a bin full of things. Like I actually have N95 masks because I'd bought them, same, you know, to prepare for any earthquakes or wildfires, you know. So uh, there is that I feel like I have that in my head more than I did. Yeah, this is something I didn't ever even know was happening until totally. I moved out to the West Coast. But totally. like we we do prepare our food and water. Yeah. And um, for example, I have my family has a bucket, which we'll use to go to the bathroom if there's a huge earthquake. We have tarps. We have all, all sorts of things. So we so this doesn't feel very strange to like add a couple more cans of food and water yeah. and toilet paper to the stash. My mom was here this past. My parents were both here. Um, but I think they were a little like freaked out at and I I didn't even feel like I was preparing that much. I feel like I just did kind of like a big grocery order and yeah. like bought some diapers. Um but to them, you know, they live in Boston and it's just not something that people really do. Right, so it feels very um I think it felt drastic. very apocalyptic yeah, to them. I, which I understand. It, totally. it can feel it can feel very uncomfortable to have to try to prepare for something that you don't know if it's going to happen or yeah. not, which is like with which is earthquakes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I will say I'm much more mindful of washing my hands now. Me too. I've had to talk to my kids about it because they're, they're, they wash their hands, but you know, they're kids. So they'll just do like a quick dab in the water. Yeah. And I also, they, they've heard mention of coronavirus and I want, I don't want them to feel scared about it, totally. but I also want them to be informed about taking care of their health, which, by the way, like we try to do with flu and obviously with norovirus, um, which is why I have hospital grade cleaning wipes because Clorox doesn't kill norovirus. Oh, dear. Or like Lysol, for example. Right, right, right. Heavy duty cleaning wipes. So we are being better about soap and hand washing. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Covering your mouth when you cough. Yeah. So we hope everybody with your elbow, with your elbow, you know, your hand actually preferably something disposable. Like oh. the, ideally you cough into like a Kleenex that right. you then throw out. That makes sense. If you cough into your elbow, then the germs are living on your clothing. But, you know, also like I'm trying to avoid like shaking hands, yeah. which is probably a, a custom that should just die anyway. So wash your hands. And, you know, I would say also my as a person who's prone to anxiety. Deep breaths. Yes, deep breaths. Practical information from trusted sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do I feel like we're can. already starting to see like 
have a friend whose brother works at a hospital. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Any huh, way. What else is happening with you? Okay. Well, this week is the 13th anniversary of my mom dying. Wow. It's been a long time, which is why I can talk about it in a comfortable manner yep. on a podcast. Yep. Um, but I do always try to practice self-care. Although, but it looks different every year. Like one, yeah, I feel like you've gone to Olympic spa. Yeah. One year I flew to my friend's wedding. Okay. You know, it kind of depends on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It's different every year. How are you feeling this year? It's weird. This year I'm actually, normally I start to feel very like sad and down and angry like in February because it's March 4th is the day my mom died. This year I'm not, I'm just kind of like bobbling along. I don't know why. Okay. But I, you know, grief is fluid. Totally. I am HO. So what I am doing this year is I kind of have a little day plan for myself. I'm going to go to my exercise class because nice. I do like that. Take, you know, my kids will go to school. And then I'm making, I, vol- I signed up on a meal train for a friend oh, whose nice. partner's having kind of a serious health crisis. I thought like what better way to kind of honor my mom yeah. than make, you know, do the thing that really helped us when my mom was sick, oh, do it for somebody else. That's so nice. I thought that was kind of, that felt really, like I carved the day out. I requested like no working things yep, on this yep, day. Yep. So I know I have the day free. We canceled our meeting. Yeah, thank you. You're thank welcome. Thank you for yeah, honoring you're so that. welcome. So I'm going to make a lasagna and some breakfast mm. goodies for somebody. Your mushroom lasagna? Yes. Mushroom lasagna. Nice. It's Smitten Kitchen. I mean, it's not mine. It's Deb Perlman's. But you made it for me after I had Henry. Yes. And it was delicious. It's a really good vegetarian meal train item, I yep. think. Um, so I'll be making that. And if there's time, I might do one of those apps where like a massage therapist comes to your house and gives you a massage. Ooh. If there is time. But the most important thing for me is just kind of cooking and and feeding somebody else that day. I love it. I I think it's a good one. Yeah, I agree. You know? Oh. Anyway. That's really nice. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Shout out Martha. Listening <laughs> to the podcast from wherever she is. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if spirits can listen to podcasts? I mean, we don't know what happens. We don't. There. What if my mom was like, I don't listen to your podcast. Yeah. Listen to Pod well, Save like, America. I tried it. It really wasn't for me. <laughs> my style. <laughs> oh, anyway, Dory, I, I'm really excited about your little update here. Oh, thanks. You posted a picture of yourself. <laughs> I did. In Vegas. I did. Going out on the town. Going out on the town. Um, Yeah, so my husband and I went to Vegas this past weekend, and... The first night we got there, we went out to dinner. I'd made a dinner reservation. So we had a date. Just the two of you? Just the two of us. And I, you know, I think if I had still been at home, I probably would not have showered and washed my hair. But I was like, going on a date. I'm going to take a shower. You looked great. (laughs) Thank you. With your leather jacket on? My leather jacket on. And so I put on some makeup and I posted it on our Instagram in part because I was just like, I feel good. But also because I was using our advertiser, Charlotte Tilbury's Pillow Talk. It's so nice. And I wanted people to know that I like legit love this lipstick. So um, I posted it and I got a bunch of people asking for what makeup I was wearing, but then also for my skincare routine. I am cackling because this takes up three quarters of a page. Good for you. You are back. It's funny because I feel like I try fewer things than you, but I actually have like a bunch of products that I really like and use all the time. Yeah. And you know, we received an email from someone asking us if we still like to talk about serums. Totally. 
I'm going to say right now, we sure do. You know, I I was thinking about this, and I actually think that I've been a little bit mm, like hesitant to talk about my products because, again, I, I feel like I don't change them as much as you. So there's not like this excitement right. of like, what's this new thing I'm trying? Right. But then when I was actually writing it all out, I was like, oh, there's a few things on this list that I've never talked about. Yeah, I'm really... Okay, so take us okay. on take us take on, this journey. on this journey. Let's buckle in. All right. So fasten gonna, your skincare seatbelts. Fasten your skincare seatbelts. I got, a, us on our got a lot of prods coming up. Whoa. Okay. So we're going to start with the makeup. So I, you know, I almost never wear foundation anymore. And I didn't, I wasn't wearing foundation. Um, in that photo. In that photo. Oh, God, you got good skin. Oh, thanks. I was wearing the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Under Eye Concealer in shade 11.5, which is light beige. I was wearing uh, the Tarte. Amazonian clay 12-hour blush in risque, which uh, I'm also going to note which of these items were gifted. That was gifted. Um, I was wearing my NYX eyebrow powder pencil in ash brown, which I've been wearing for now like two years. That's I feel like a classic on your list. A classic on my list. Another classic on my list is the Bare Minerals Primetime Eyelid Primer, which is a ride or die for me. Okay. You know, I've been using the same like pot of Mac eyelid primer for the past like five years. Mm. Maybe it's time for me to toss that. And Maybe. Get a new one. Okay. I'll try bare minerals. Um, I was wearing the Tarte eyeshadow in funny girl on the bottom, like, you know, kind of as a base. And then I, I brightened it up with a little rocker. <laughs> um, and those are both from the Tartlet in bloom palette. Um, which is a great palette. I love this palette. It is. Uh, that was also gifted. Tarte sent us a bunch of stuff a little while ago. Thank you, Tarte. Thank you, Tarte. Um, I was wearing what I'm really liking this mascara, this Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara in Brin, which is a rich black. Um, also gifted because I think they were briefly advertisers on this show. Oh, but I like their stuff. Um, I really like their stuff. I really like this mascara. And then on the old lips, I was wearing the Charlotte Tilbury Lip Cheat Lip Liner in Pillow Talk. You know, I almost never wear lip liner, but when they sent this to us, I was like, you know, I'm going to throw this on. And, you know, I liked it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I feel like the way we grew up in the 90s with lip mm-hmm. liner, it was like, Light, make it darker than the shade of your lip color, yes, and or make it just wear lip liner. Right? Oh my god, that was a look! It was a look. I forgot about the just wear yeah. liner. Oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, so I feel like we've all been a little traumatized by our. It's like it's like lip liner and really thin eyebrows are like our '90s legacies that that we all have PTSD from. Yes, totally. Um, but I put some of this on, and then I put the Charlotte Tilbury lipstick in Pillow Talk on top of it. It's such a pretty color. Thank you. Um, and then the next night I wore Pillow Talk in medium because it now comes in three different shades. Yeah. And they are an advertiser. They are an advertiser. And so that's how we got those products. And um, we are liking them. We are liking them. So yeah, so that was the makeup I was wearing. Now, do you have any questions before we move on to skincare? No, I thought you, I thought I, it looked very natural, Thank but you. like a heightened version of you. Thank you. Not like when we had our one moment on a red carpet and we were like fully faced. Yes. This felt like Dory plus. Oh, thank you. you thank know, you, you so great. much. Thank you. All right. So here's my current skincare routine. Morning, very simple. I just throw on some timeless CoQ10 serum. On dry skin? Yeah. Okay. So you don't wash, you don't like micellar, you just dry mm-hmm. skin and throw a serum on it. Dry skin, throw a serum. So can we just say this CoQ10 serum has been with you since the start of the, since before this podcast? You know, what's so funny is I, um, 
I had it on Amazon subscribe and save, but the the frequency of it was for using it once a day. And I now use it twice a day. So I was running out more quickly and I went to modify it. And then I I think the one I was buying was like the older version. I was like, let me just buy this from the timeless website. So I did that. But in the process of doing that and canceling my subscribe and save, it was like, you have ordered this 15 times. Whoa. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This would go on like our top, if we each had like a personal top yeah. 10 list, this is one of yours. Yeah. Um, so I put that on. Then I've been using the Biosense Squalane and Probiotic Gel Moisturizer, which I have mentioned before, which I really like. And then on top of that, I put the Biore Aqua Rich Water Essence Sunscreen. And I make sure to put that on my neck and my chest and the backs of my hands mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. So then it's the evening. We're with you in the bathroom. Yes. You're winding down. Winding down. You're ready to put on your yoga toes. Yeah. Read a cozy yep. mystery. You know, I forgot my yoga toes in Vegas and I really missed oh, them. Were your feet all cramped and unhappy? My feet were just like sad. And then last night I put them back on and I was like, ah. <laughs> you shared a listener photograph of their yoga toes on our Instagram. Oh, I sure did. I think you were traumatized by that because you hate feet. I love listeners' feet. Okay. All right. Good to know. Okay. So I have been using the Primera Micellar Water, which is by Amore Pacific. I think it's their like less expensive brand. Look at you. Or something. Um, <clears throat> I like it. Uh, I I don't know that I would necessarily like run to buy it again it's also like a little expensive but i like it i once like when i was first learning about bb cream went to sephora and i was like can you help me buy a bb cream to the person working there and they're like this one and it was amore pacific and i got like weird that weird feeling where like i couldn't turn back and then it was like 75 dollars. okay this was not 75 dollars um because again i think primera is like their lower priced brand um but I think I might go back to your face. <gasps> Bioderma? Yeah, because I use it when I travel because I have a little travel size that I feel like I got in like a Whole Foods bi- beauty bag. Maybe last year's beauty yeah. bag. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe. Maybe. Or got it somewhere else. Um, so I might buy a bigger bottle of that when I run out. Okay. Then I have been misting, Kate. Thank God. Finally. <laughs> well, you know, I don't love a toner that you have to apply with a pad. I just don't. I don't either. But I like a mist. I like a tonery mist. And so I've been alternating. We were just sent this delightful milk and honey hydrating rose mist, which I really like. And I don't always love rose, but I I really like this one. Excuse me, Lucy agrees. <laughs> um this Allies of Skin Molecular Savior Probiotics Repair Mist, which was also gifted to us, which feels like it it is like doing something when I spray it on. Really? Yeah. Oh. It has that vibe. It's not just like, you know, just a little like burst of hydration. It's like, it feels like it's doing something. Um, and then I also really like that Tatcha Luminous Dewy Skin Mist. You use that at night? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I use that to like juice up my face during the day or like ma- like make enhance makeup. Mm. I mean, I think you can do anything. To each their own. And then when I'm traveling, which I was this past weekend, I use the Sioris Time is Running Out Mist that was also gifted to us that I also really like. I think it's K-Beauty. I don't think I... Did I get this? 
I don't know. I feel like you must have. I don't know. It's in my big bucket of Exactly. Then we apply the Timeless CoQ10 Serum. Then for night cream, I alternate between the Biosense Squalane and Omega Repair Cream, which I love and has been like a repeat purchase. Or Milk and Honey just sent us another jar of their Intense Hydration Cream which is an old fave of mine. And so I've been alternating that. Then I put on the Tarte Maracuja C Brightener Eye Treatment, which I really like, um, also sent to us. And then I always put like a lip mask on. So I still have a little bit of that Tatcha Kishu lip mask that they sent us like a year ago. I'm getting to like the dregs of it. I I have one too that I'm still just trying to yeah. Slurp the rest of it out. Um, but I also really like the Biosense Squalene and Rose Vegan Lip Balm, um, which they did send me. And then if I'm feeling particularly dry, I'll, I'll like lather on a face oil, like the Tarte Maracuja Oil, which they also sent to us. And um, I also like the Biosense just straight up Squalene Oil, which um, they also sent to us. And then once around once a week or when I remember, I do put on some Tata Harper resurfacing serum, um, which is like kind of exfoliating. And I, I, I really like, um, and they also, they did send that to us. And then I, I ran out of the Paula's Choice Peptide Booster, um, which I know I mentioned on the mini episode and I keep forgetting to reorder it, but kind of TLDR, my favorite brands right now are Biosense, Tarte, Tatcha, and Milk and Honey. I love that you have fave brands. You That's really a, like took a stand. I have some fave brands. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well, my, it's crazy. My skincare routine is much less than yours right now. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss that on a later mm-hmm. episode. I can't wait. Well, Dory, thank you for sharing all that. Well, you are so welcome, I like that update. I also love seeing what kind of like the things are that you come back to, like that uh, NYX or NYX eyebrow Mm -hmm. powder pencil. Mm -hmm. That's like your old old standard. Old standby. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 All right. Well, there's Dory's current procedure. Yep. My current lineup. And I believe everything is, except the micellar water... I believe everything is made by companies that are cruelty-free. So there's that. I have been making more of an effort to to buy cruelty-free Same. items. So, And what's also, just one more thing, what's been interesting is a lot of these things that I have been sent, I have been, I've bought replacements of with my own money, like yeah, a lot of the Biosense Yeah, I was going to say, you and Biosense are in like a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. monogamous relationship we at this point. Are. I'm happy for you, Thank too. Thank you so much. Really sweet. Thanks. You look great together. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that. All right. We're going to take a short break. Hey there. It's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic 
intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out, so I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling superpower short. The superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. Our guests today, we have two of them. It's B and Leah Koch. Did I say the last name right? You got yes. Phew. Uh, and let me read your bio before we dig into things. Leah and B are sisters and the owners of the Ripped Bodice Bookstore in Culver City, California, which turned four years old on March 4th. They parlayed their passion for romance novels into a brick and mortar business by raising over $90,000 on Kickstarter. And in addition to the store, they also consult for Sony Pictures Television. B's debut nonfiction book, Mad and Bad, Real Heroines of the Regency, will be released by Grand Central on June 9th. And we're so excited you're here. We're pretty freaking excited to be here. I, B, am a regular listener of the pod. Well, what's what's adorable, not adorable, but what was very charming is when I emailed y'all about being on the show, Leah wrote back and Leah was like, I don't have a skincare routine. <laughs> and B, I know you do because I, we've, we've seen your skincare routine on Twitter. Yes, I've shared it. <laughs> so, I will say I have one. It's just it's extremely little- basic and boring and I and 
it's it's not very sophisticated. Yeah, but I mean, we do a lot of book podcasts, so I was pretty psyched to be asked on a beauty podcast because I'm obsessed with beauty. And I we definitely think of romance novels as self-care. So I, I do think this this is a good fit, even if on first glance, maybe we're, we're not beauty experts. Well, neither are we. Yeah, nor us. And we also have very basic routines. I mean, I would love to hear what your... your skincare practices are just just for fun oh my gosh okay you you go first well should you go first or i go you go first all right i'll go mine will take way less time leah's going first okay i did re semi recently go to a dermatologist would you would you like to plug our dermatologist we're obsessed with her well okay it's like one of these things in la where it's named after a person but we don't actually see the person because she's like very fancy and would cost like 14 million dollars our and, sister-in-law sees the fancy person and right. she told us and like she's probably like i don't know somebody famous as dermatologist and we see like her underlings yeah um but her name is ava shambam yeah um wait which a second is a ava last name ava shambam yes i love that wow. name okay Champagne. There's oh, an N at the end. Oh, okay. I thought it was an M at the I end. Think it's an N. Champagne. But she's. We'll double check that. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. Their office is amazing. Um, yeah, and we. I just see one of her underlings. Anyway, but I was like, I had I had really bad acne as a teenager, um, and eventually went on Accutane, which did clear it up despite being a major pain in the ass. Um, but did not have a routine. And in fact, the first thing I asked the person and B can attest to this because she was in the room. I was like, do I have to wash my face? I was like, is there any way to not wash my face? And she was like, no, no. Wash your face. I just, anyway, so I wash my face morning and night with Eminence probiotic cleanser, Ooh. Um, which is slimy. Um, and I like that. Um, and then I also use their lotion. Um, the brand is eminence. And then in the morning after that, I put on, um, Elta MD sunscreen, Mm -hmm. a classic, and then a classic at night, uh, before I put on the lotion, I put on a prescription, uh, acne gel that I don't remember the name of. Um, is it different? Mm, no, I've been on, I, that sounds familiar because I've been on all of them throughout my adolescence. Um, I think it's just the T. I probably have it written down somewhere. Anyway, um, that's it. What a delightful, that sounds perfect. Yeah. Two, pro, two, pro, wash and then two products in the morning and two products at night. So I, I've been, I've been doing a very good job. She keeps a little chart where she gives herself a sticker if she does it. Why, I, why did you tell them that? Oh. Because I think it's adorable. I literally, I won't do it unless I get a sticker. So I, it says morning and it says evening. And then I get a sticker when I do it. <laughs> I figured out what works for you. Exactly. Yeah. I and think that's useful. Also, Leah, that's like, that's how many writers write their books is by giving themselves stickers for every day that they write. So you're just applying that method to your <laughs> skincare mm-hmm. routine. Yeah. And then it gives me an excuse to buy stickers, which I didn't have. We loved stickers as kids and... Like used to like collect them and play with them and trade them. Yeah. I don't, it confuses me as now as an adult because it doesn't seem like that stimulating of an activity, but we were really into stickers. I was really into Um, stickers too. And now I'm thinking maybe I want a sticker chart. Yeah. And you can put, you can put all kinds of things on it. It's, I also have brushing my teeth on it and 
there is a box for exercise that doesn't generally have a sticker in it. Well, it's but... hard. You're you're a small business owner, and that that creates a very challenging schedule. I feel like to kind of get all these things into routine. Yes, that this I is true. I don't think Leah gives herself credit for all the physical activity she does, building and that's true like DIY stuff like she's been out in the desert with me she's renovating one of my cabins and she's been tiling a bathroom like I'm sure that's physically oh taxing yes my back hurts yeah that <laughs> should get a sticker yeah you should that is physical oh, activity yeah. sometimes I wait there was some there was a week where I, oh whenever yard work counts as exercise <laughs> if I mow the lawn that counts totally <laughs> Because I come inside and I'm really sweaty. Okay, what's your your turn for your oh, skincare okay. routine? Well, mine is much less simple than Leah's. Yes, that's okay. Um, which is interesting because I actually have never had acne. Yeah. Um, you have beautiful I've skin. always had like extreme skin privilege. I've seen people <laughs> call it on the internet. Um, so this routine would definitely not work for you if you have problematic skin. But um, I love... Coast RX products. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I use one of their lotions. Recently, because I'm in the desert and it's the driest place in the entire world, I I decided that I needed the help of the Finnish, the the Nordic people. I <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Finnish like start and finish. No, uh, like the Nordic people. Got and, it. Okay. And I got this like Nordic skin cream that's been amazing. Um, I also sometimes use the Josie Moran, Mor- I don't know how to, Maran? Josie Moran, I think. Moran, yeah. Um, have you ever used the CBD oil? Oh my God, that stuff is magic. And I've been using that in the winter because I'm so dry. I'm peeling off. like It is very dry here. We're like two and a half hours from LA. And when I'm here, I bring this like, it's the thickest lotion I could find at Target. It's like in a tub instead of a pump. And it's like Nivea body rescue or something. And I just slather it all over myself because it's so dry here. But I give most of my recommendations. And I feel like a lot, I hear people talk about this too. I get most of my recommendations from Rio Vieira Newton on The Strategist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that is where I first learned about the Cosarex pimple patches. Was from... Yes, I definitely got the pimple patches from the the news, um, the spreadsheet, mm-hmm. her infamous mm-hmm. spreadsheet, which I sent. So my my very best friend in the whole world is allergic to everything. She literally can't sleep in hotel rooms because she's allergic to the detergent that they wash hotel sheets with. And wow. she has the craziest skincare routine of any person in the whole world. And she recommends the best stuff to me. And she went through Rio's spreadsheet and recommend and like told me what would work for me and what wouldn't. And that was very helpful. But she told me that I needed to use a toner and I hope she doesn't listen to this because I still don't use a toner. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate you saying this and I like hearing your different skincare routines as sisters because you are genetically connected. You have very different skin. Yes. And also like we, we do get a lot of questions on the podcast, but like, should I be using this? And it's so individual and like yeah. not using a toner is just fine for you. You know what I mean? Like, I think that is, has been one of my biggest learning experiences doing our show is like, there is no one size fits all when it comes to yield skincare routine. Yeah. I also think, I mean, I've been shocked at how much the seasons out here, if you live in a place where seasons change like quite dramatically, 
that changes my skincare routine. I need a different moisturizer in the summer than I do in the winter out here. I've never noticed such an extreme change before. Um, and it's really like I was using my summer moisturizer. I was like, this is not enough. My skin is so dry by the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I had to switch. Well, let's, let's change gears a little bit and talk about cool. what you have created in Culver City. Because if you live outside of Los Angeles, you've probably heard about the Rit Bodice because you, you've been on, featured on like the Today Show and in many national newspapers and all over the internet. But four years ago, you raised enough money on Kickstarter to create the only romance bookstore in America. Do I have that exactly right? Yes, it is no law. We are no longer the only when we opened, we were um, about, I think like almost, I don't think they've had their first anniversary yet, but like less than a year ago, uh, a bookshop opened outside of Chicago, which is actually where we're originally from um, called love sweet arrow, which also specializes in romance. So you are correct that when we opened, we were the only one, but we no longer are. That's so cool. I feel like that's your influence taking hold. Yeah, I, it's uh, to us, it's a good thing. I literally have two emails sitting in my inbox right now, and we get, I would say, a couple of months from people who say they want to do this. You know, most of them don't because there's only been one so far. What was your background in relationship to romance? What like role did it play, especially kind of in regards to bringing joy to your life or bringing self-care to your Mm -hmm. life so much so that it led you to create your own bookstore for it. You know, I think, I mean, I think we were just fans. Um, and, uh, we have been reading romance since roughly age 12. He's two years older than me. Um, so maybe I started a little younger than she did. Um, and yeah. Um, so we were just, readers our our whole lives i would say i think that class had a big influence yeah. on you i took a class this is b i took a class in college um that was called reading the historical romance novel it was this like unbelievable special class that they offered one time and have never offered again i checked every year to see <laughs> see if they're doing it um it was taught by two like new york times best-selling romance novelists just like true titans of the industry. And they who also happened to both go to Yale, right? Yes. Who had, were uh, alumni. It, it was, Yale had this program where like alumni could come back and teach special classes. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those. They were so amazing. And I, we literally are still in touch with them and their support means so much to us because they really taught me that the romance genre had this attendant uh, community around it. Yeah. I think, you know, we were both, we were both at this point in college yeah. and I don't think either of us was super online. I mean, you know, in the way that anybody is, but we were not really Twitter people. No, Instagram honestly hadn't like taken off that much yet. So I think we were still very much solitary romance readers, mm-hmm. even with each other. Cause we like different subgenres. Um, so I think like part of what B started talking about when she was in that class was like the other people and, and the things, the, the academic texts they were reading and the, and more of the community that was sort of being revealed. Um, I think that really opened up a sort of whole new world for us in terms of like, I know it sounds a bit narcissistic 
books, but like, oh, there's other people who like these books. Yeah. Um, what it, do you, it, what being do you, a romance reader can can be isolating. What do you think it is about romance that kind of leads to the development of these intense communities? I think many, many people have experienced um, someone in their lives giving them crap for yeah. what they're reading. Mm. And so to find people on the internet who are so excited to talk to you about it, um, I think is why so many people are drawn to the internet. And we always say that romance readers are like, are probably the most voracious reader. They just read so in such huge volume. It's unbelievable how many books they read. And when that's your like primary hobby, you want someone to talk with. Um, And they've certainly, there's a huge romance community on Twitter. There's, a big one on Instagram, on Facebook. Every social media has kind of like a different romance, multiple, many romance communities mm-hmm. um, because people are so passionate about the books. And they yet want to talk. You, you chose to open a brick and mortar store. So talk to us about that decision. Yeah, I think. Hmm, why did we do that? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that was a slightly different approach we really were interested in um getting romance a place in the independent bookstore world yeah Mm -hmm. because the independent bookstore world and romance have kind of been at odds um there certainly have been independent bookstores that are super super friendly to romance but there's the other side that's the minority yeah ones that are quite unfriendly to romance and you ask for it and they'll be like "Ugh, why would we even have those books Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which we've experienced personally many, many times. And we experience it now, even when we own this bookstore, which is like so crazy to us. But yeah, that's right. Good good memory. (laughs) That's why we (laughs) opened it. Sure, that's why we opened it. Yeah, I I think that's, I I think we wanted the um, stability, I know stability is like not a word people use when it comes to brick and mortar (laughs) bookstores, but like, and the, you know, for lack of a better word, the prestige that comes with having a brick and mortar store as opposed to just operating a website. Um, I think you know, whether it's a, a good thing or not, people see a lot of value in, in a physical space that you're operating. Well, and and, we and you've really like cultivated a community there like you have a lot of events right you've got different classes you've got book clubs you've got a lot of stuff going on which isn't to say that we don't have a big online community because we do it just it it it, i think think it goes backward it stems from the physical thing as opposed to you know something like i don't know warby parker which you know started online and then moved to wait what's um our dad calls it um click to brick we're the other way. Yes. No, businesses that go from online only to brick and mortar, like um, Everlane or Warby Park or whatever are click to brick. And we are. Oh, is your dad like a cool <laughs> millennial digital journalist? Some, some, Sometimes. Some no, he did not come up with that. Someone. I'm sure someone told him that. Um, but I bet I know, but I won't say it anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, a lot of people who enjoy, I think, interacting with us online are 
perhaps have never been to the store might never make it to the store. Um, also, we get, I get people like almost every day who are like, I've been following you for X number of years and now I'm finally in LA and I can come to the store. Um, I think because there are so few romance bookstores, a lot of people um, feel a real sense of kinship and just sort of enjoyment of following from afar. Um, and that's why we try to do a lot of thing, you know, sort of be- peeks behind the curtain type of stuff. Well, there's also, I think, with romance still, it's so stigmatized. It's treated so poorly, I feel like, in culture and pop culture. It's not treated seriously. Um, it's made fun of. It's mocked. Um, I, I would love your thoughts on on that. I mean, obviously, so much of it is rooted in like just plain old good old misogyny. Um, mm-hmm. But also how that is starting to shift and change. Well, I think it's starting to shift and change in several major ways. One of which is that most of the major newspapers now have romance reviewers or cover romance in a much uh, more balanced and fair way. Um, It was literally two years ago that the New York Times hired their romance reviewer. And that was really after they published a romance review by a man that was was so bad. (laughs) savaged online and I think they listened to the criticism which I was really impressed with yeah it felt like a really big sea change to me when the New York Times was like okay we're gonna have a quarterly romance review written by Jamie Green who actually knows what she's doing um yeah their point was a romance reviewer doesn't need to be a fan and I think the general criticism was what how is that okay like That's they, they so don't need weird. to have any familiarity with the genre. You just send in a man to tell us what books to or to not read. Like, and it was like, it here. was so weird. It was like, it included a book that was like 10 years old. Oh, it was so embarrassing. Honestly, and Every, like, they, everyone who covers romance like that should just be embarrassed at this point. And I think there's plenty of people online who will tell them that. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's really on you if you want to wake that beast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think the tone of coverage has really changed since we've been open, which is almost four years. And um, I would attribute that to more and more women editors being able to assign these pieces and hire the journalists um, because you need the people. And, you know, I would I would wager to say there's always been people who would be very capable of writing fantastic pieces on romance, but there weren't the people in power who could give them that um, opportunity. Um, so, you know, we're now in the past four years, we've now seen really great long form coverage, which B and I both love long form journalism, um, at Jezebel and the guardian and New York magazine. Um, you know, I think none of which would have happened like five years ago. Well, how long has Kelly there, there, the thing is there have been like a few amazing journalists. Right. But I feel like Kelly's gotten like way more long pieces published in the past few years. Kelly Faircloth writes really good for Jezebel coverage for Jezebel. Yeah. I, I do think there's just been a sea change. I think the consensus now is if you still believe that romance is, um, patriarchal you're not reading contemporary romance you're actually probably not reading historical romance either because you're not 
engaging with the way romance has always been subversive. We've also had a mainstream TV show with a woman of color lead who was an aspiring romance novelist. That's true. In Jane the Virgin, um, which I think we probably don't talk enough about the way that's contributed to changing Mm -hmm. a large segment of people's minds about romance. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like, I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. You are both kind of involved in the entertainment industry as well. Mm -hmm. You have a first look deal with Sony Pictures Television. So let's talk about that. Sure. (laughs) What do you want to know? Well, we're somewhat limited in what we can and cannot say, of course. (laughs) Um, Well, I guess I'm I'm curious, like what your level of involvement is and how it sort of works. Like, are you bringing books to them? And how, how does how do those conversations go? And do you say like, this would be a great TV show? This would be a great, like, limited series? I mean, how how does that kind of happen? Yes, we, um, we bring them books, uh, that we like, um, but through no other criteria, but us, um, and we work exclusively in television dramas. So that's something a lot of people miss sometimes when they tweet us on, on Twitter and they're like, make this into a comedy movie. And I'm like, that's somebody else's job. Um, yeah, great. That would be a great 
right, right. Uh, comedy movie. But we just have a very limited our focus scope. is is narrow. Um, okay. So we are looking for books that can turn into dramatic series, and they and the series part is important. So many books, you're like, this could make a movie. This mm-hmm. could maybe make a limited series, but you have they want you you have to have seven season potential. Um, Whoa! And yeah, that's what they want. It's very slow. <laughs> um, we actually did. We did. They let us announce uh, one of our projects, which is a Beverly Jenkins novel called Forbidden. Um, and Beverly Jenkins is the most famous black romance novelist of all time. Um, <laughs> and so that that we did. They let us announce that we'd optioned it. Um, we cannot talk about who might be airing it yet. And they we have not announced the other book. And so it is incredibly slow and <laughs> people get, every once in a while someone's like are you still doing this and we're like yeah just you know haven't don't have anything to say yet sorry <laughs> can we can um just speaking of beverly jenkins and i, I would love to kind yes. of move into talking about recommendations because you know i need to know what to be reading and sure. we get asked that a lot but beverly jenkins is one of the most famous romance writers out there right now could you recommend like kind of a starting point for listeners who maybe have not read any of her books. I yes. feel like we have different starting. Yeah, what, sure. What's your starting point? Um, I would go with um, for, Forbidden, which is the one we're doing the TV show of. So the thing with romance is um, almost all romance is written in series. Um, it's just, it's, that's the way <laughs> it is. Um and so you, you, I always want to give people an entry point to a series. You know, we're not going to recommend book four um, because many romance readers, myself included, are very anal and would be very distressed by starting at not book one. Um, B is Googling like book three and I'm, I'm distressed already. So for, <laughs> well, I'm trying to recommend the first, uh, oh, you have to look up which one's first. I have to look up the first one. Yeah. So she frequently does, a lot of people do trilogies. Sometimes people do longer. So, for, but Forbidden is the start of a trilogy um, about um, the old West and expansion directly after, uh, during reconstruction. So right after slavery ends um, and sort of people moving West. Um, and I find reconstruction to be a fascinating time period that I learned nothing about in school and I'm not the really cool thing about forbidden is in Beverly's author note she says that she found uh, when she was researching a bill of sale for a, a saloon that was owned by a black man who was passing as white and she decided to write she added that part she just knew that it was owned by a black it was person. owned by a black person yeah and so she decided to add that he was Passing is white, and it's about like racial um, tensions at the time, and yes. it's so fascinating. And I, then her her current wait, I have, I have one oh, more thing. Sure, to say. sure. Her current series, the the her the most recent romance, because she also writes a women's fiction series, um, is called Rebel, and that also starts a new series. And that is is same time period, except it's in New Orleans, and it literally starts the day slavery ends and it was so fascinating to me just to consider like just to consider one day you can have slaves and the next day you can't and it's just it's so it it's so tumultuous and the she writes about and, and in new orleans so in a place you know very you know where there were a lot of slaves um 
it, it just that that's such a crazy thing to consider and and just you know the the tension that existed between black and white people during that time must have been so insane and i think you can trace directly the failure of reconstruction you can trace directly to today's racism um in addition to that i know that doesn't make it sound like a really great and entertaining book but i swear it is um, no it it does and i actually think you 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 are pointing something out that a lot of people don't know about romance is that it is thoughtful and well researched and oh, informative yeah. I mean, this is yeah i think that's why i wrote my book actually because we we heard so many people come into the store and we would recommend historical romances we describe exactly what we had just described mm-hmm. Or something like it has a lady paleontologist in 1807. Yeah. Or, and then they or would say a female, uh, a woman, a black woman who's posing as a slave to spy for the union, which is a real story that Alyssa Cole was inspired by and wrote a romance novel about. And people are like, roll their eyes. Like what woman did that? And, and they're like, like, Oh, that's anachronistic. Yeah. And you're like historically <laughs> inaccurate are my least favorite words. So then B wrote a book, which will be published on new ninth by grand central publishing available for pre-order now on our website. Kate mentioned it. Tell right? the people, <laughs> B, tell the people about your book. Oh, oh sorry. You didn't get to recommend your I didn't get to Jenkins because I talked too much. Go ahead. Before I talk about my book, I'll recommend the destiny trilogy from Beverly Jenkins, which are about, um, the Yates brothers and they're some of the best heroes in romance like of all time if, if there's pirates in the third there's one pi- there's a lady pirate they're so good and they're like high seas they're they're very um, adventurous and yeah. they're, they're very different kind of flavor of Beverly Jenkins romance so I, she really has something for everyone. Yeah, she has such range. Because you can also, if you're into a more sort of like... Oh my God, she, the Blessing series is literally amazing. It's about a woman who won the lottery and starts a town. She buys a town. And then just populates it. With, it's so yeah. great. So if you like like a more sort of like, if you enjoyed the Virgin River series on Netflix, or if you like a more like hallmarky small town, a contemporary kind of thing, you know, taking place today, you would enjoy her, her Blessing series, which is about a woman who buys a town. Wait, <laughs> so great. I would. That um, sounds right up my alley. Wait, before yeah, we talk, oh before we so talk about Bee's book, because I do, we do want to shine a light on that. <laughs> Can you give us any other any other oh books? I know this is like asking you to like share Choose your favorite children, yes. but like no, I mean people we, always say that, but it's like this is what we do all day. We love picking we're our used, favorite we're children. Used to it now. <laughs> we get yeah, a lot of be. we get a lot of people who have read maybe one or two books. A lot of times, it, it's been um, one of Jasmine Guillory's books has mm-hmm. kind of been a lot of people's first foray into romance, and then mm-hmm. they're like, need more. What yeah, now? Yeah. And what- well, a really good place to start is that um, we just announced our inaugural award winners for 2019 um, for the Ripped Bodice Awards for Excellence in Romantic Fiction, which is a new <laughs> award that we started, did not consider the acronym of, and so it has a really long name. We, us and Twitter colloquially refer to them as the Ribbies. Oh, that's um, cute. 2019 was the first year that we did this. Um, they're they're uh, chosen by a panel of industry experts, um, of which we are two, but there's 15 other people. Um, anyway, so that's a really great place to start because this is like the very best of the best for 2019. And there's some really great books on that list. You can go to our website and click on awards. Um, 
but a couple which I would have recommended from that list. One of my favorites of last year was called Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Me too. Um, by Talia Hibbert. Oh, did you like it? Yes. And I'm like, her new book is coming out so soon. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I thought Oof. it was, no, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was so charming and it felt really warm to me. I like books that feel, feel warm. Oh, okay. So then my. My warm favorite book yes, of please. last year Go ahead. Uh, is it's a novella by Courtney Milan. Oh, it's so good. Mrs. Martin's Incomparable Adventures, which if you're looking for like a historical romp, it is just, it's about two old lesbians. Oh my God. They're like in their what? 70s, that, 60s, 60s or 70s. Or 70s. They're just fucking with one of the women's nephews who's an asshole and they're just trying to ruin his life. It's so funny. So they're just like robbing around Regency England ruining this guy's life. Yeah. And it is hilarious. It's so good. That yeah, that was also one of the winners. Um God, I love it so much. And uh what else? Um I mean, ugh, there's so many. I yeah, think uh, I think a lot of people love um the the intersection of history and and um Rome, uh, Mystery, history, and oh, romance. History, mystery is a is a wordplay that people don't use. History, enough. mystery, and romance. Like someone should have a TV show. There should be a TV show on the History Channel called History Mystery. Don't steal my idea. Sorry, we are <laughs> patenting that, and nobody is allowed to use it. Okay, well, someone else I'm sure has already used it. But history, mystery, and romance <laughs> is, uh, yeah, the Sher- Sherry Thomas. Yeah, it's like series. I, it has been. It's definitely over the four years we've been the the most popular book. It's been on the bestseller list every year, despite coming out in like 2015 or something. Yeah, it's a Lady Sherlock series. What's the first one called? A Study in Scarlet Women. A Study in Scarlet Women. The series is called Lady Sherlock. Yeah. Well, tell I'm us very, about very tell obsessed. us about your book because it is it's called Mad and Bad: Real Heroines of the Regency. So is it it is, it is nonfiction? Yeah, I wanted to write kind of like a fan historian's perspective. So I came at the history of the Regency through um, uh, fictionalized sources through Regency romances. And what I was so interested in when I was growing up is, are these real? So I would always read the author's notes. I would always try and look for real history about the Regency. And I I think one of the things historical romance novelists kind of get tagged with is like inaccuracy and um, anachronism, but almost, they're almost always drawing from real history. So many of them are such amazing researchers. Now, there's also a fake Regency history, which has been created by years and years and years and years of these romance novels that pick um, historical incidents from each other's books um, that aren't real. And the, like, the start of that is Georgette Heyer, who's kind of like the grand dame for many of romance. Um, who She's a very problematic author, but she didn't write tons and tons of romances in the thirties and she would make up history history. And then modern writers would read her books and think they were historical sources and take things from them and use them in their books. And the biggest example of that is the Banbury um, accident, which is something she made up that's appeared in multiple contemporary historical romance novels. Well, that's crazy. I had no idea that had happened, that that is a thing that happens. Well, yes, and so she, she, oh, sorry, yes sure. Oh, well, no, no, no. So she made up history. And one of the things she was, she was very anti-Semitic. So part of my book is kind of about addressing some Ooh. of the um, inaccuracies. She, she would not, she would feature very um, stereotypical Jewish characters when in fact there was a very vibrant, uh, wealthy Jewish community in England during the Regency. 
That sounds like something that there might be a whole chapter about <laughs> in Mad and Bad, Real Heroines of the Regency by B. Koch from Grand Central Publishing out tonight. Can you tell that I'm B's press agent? Wait, and B, and my, I'm my also I'm intrigued because you mentioned Ann Lister yes. in your in this little description, and I really enjoyed Gentleman Jack. Oh my god, I love Gentleman Jack so much. It's so good. I tell, thought tell them about your friend. Okay, so well, there's so much to say about Ann Lister and Gentleman Jack, but the reason I love the TV show is that Ann Lister was a jerk. In, in real life and in her in her diaries. You can tell she was just a jerk. And they let her be a jerk in the show. Yes, and I she's an that. asshole. <laughs> she's such an asshole. Totally. And she's so... Because she was a wealthy landowner. So it's not like she was some like progressive heroine in every way. Totally. But in this one way, right. she, she really was. Um, so Ann Lister kept a, a j- diary of her adult life. Um, she recorded everything, including her orgasms and the orgasms of her lovers and her lovers were um, only women. She only slept with women and she slept with women across England and she slept with women across France. Uh, She was quite a prolific lover. (laughs) And then she settled down. The show uh, focuses on a period of her life when she decided that she needed to find, to marry a wealthy heiress to make improvements to her um, inherited home at Shibden Hall, which is still there. And she married like a neighboring heiress, Ann Walker. Um, and they combined their finances. They traveled together. They were married common law um, in a English church, which is very interesting. Um, and they were buried together. That's cute. Yeah. Now their love story is like a little bit, I don't know if it's so much a love story as like a marriage of convenience, which right. I think is also interesting to consider. But there's many, many romance novels about marriages of convenience. There are many romance oh, I love, novels. About I, I'm always a sucker for those that I then turn into true love. I can't. Oh my God. Ugh. My favorite. I love those. Um, and we're having a, a party for B's book when it comes out <laughs> on June 9th. Um, the party is actually also June 9th. So just you you can remember that date and in your head. Leah asked me what was the one thing I wanted to have at the party. And I said I wanted to have the cotton candy cart that Chrissy Teigen has at her parties. And Leah has made that happen for me. I was oh. like, okay. <laughs> so it's not that hard. I Googled it. And then I sent them an email and booked them. So we will have very fancy. It's like artisanal cotton candy. So you have like, like we have not chosen the flavors yet, but their, their list is things like Earl Grey cotton candy oh, and yes. like so mango chili cotton candy. So if you come to the party, you will get you very fancy. And maybe we'll even name them after cotton candy. Well, listen, Southern Love California. <laughs> Go to the Ripped Bodice, but especially yes. go to the Ripped Bodice on June 9th to celebrate yeah. and buy B's <laughs> yes. new book. Um, y'all, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Oh, we were so excited to do this. You all, thank you. You're the best. Um, I'm going to refer our listeners to therippedbodicela.com for any and all book recommendations. Click on awards and you can also buy books on the website. Yes, and our Twitter and Instagram are there. It's the Ripped Bodice on both of those places, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, and B has her own Instagram. Am I right, B? We put I, we putting this out there for the book promotion. Sure, I guess I should start doing that. <laughs> I do you have an Instagram. What is it? B is B- it just B Koch? Or is there an underscore in it? Nope. No, I'm, I don't think I'm so. looking at it right here on just our document. B Koch. 
The more exciting follow on Instagram yeah. is certainly at Fitzwilliam Waffles. Oh, definitely. Which is where I put most of my time and energy. Yeah, and that is your dog. adorable dog. And that's the dog. That's the dog who who is the forever employee of the month. He is officially retired from shop dog duties um, as he, you know, progresses in his years. He's a lot older than people think he is. Um and, but he still has he's still very active online. So you can still um it's mainly pictures of him sleeping, <laughs> laying around or looking at us like we're crazy people. Crazy. Um yeah. At Fitzwilliam Waffles. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Everybody Thank go you. to the Ripped Bodice, either online or in LA. It is the best. Uh, Dory, how fun was talking to B and Leah? I- I'm obsessed with I both know. of them. They're so great. They're like sister goals and like business lady goals. Yeah. They're all the goals. They're all the goals. Plus they read a lot. I know. They accomplish that too. They're so cool. They're so cool. If you're in LA, check out the Rip Bodice or yeah. check them out online. All right, let's intention it, Dory. Okay, let's do it. Um, so last week I said that Matt and I were going away together for the first time since Henry was born. I wanted to be able to just relax and enjoy myself. And I like mostly did that. I mean, it's str- I went to the spa. Yes. Like I did relax. You were sending some work emails. I was sending some work emails. <laughs> One quick aside, I realized that Matt has not been home for a week where I've actually been working in quite some time because on his hiatus weeks, we've like gone away or it's been holidays or last time we were moving. And I think he was actually like surprised at how much I work. Like he didn't realize. And I was like, hello, what do you think I'm doing? What do you honestly like? What do you think I'm doing all day? Like he. He didn't, he didn't know that I work a lot. I was like, yeah, just because I'm not on set like 14 hours a day doesn't mean that I'm not working. Oh my God. Honey. Oh boy. So on Friday, he was like, you're on your phone so much. And I was like, I'm literally sending work emails, but okay. (laughs) So anyway, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was able to relax. And then this week, I have not gone to yoga in so freaking long well and you were really committed to prenatal yoga i was so committed to prenatal yoga and then before that i always went at least a couple times a week i remember you used to go to restorative yoga restorative yoga which i can't do anymore because it's right at henry's bedtime and bedtime is like a sacred hour for me Mm. um but now i have room in my house to actually do yoga so i'm like okay now there's really no excuse so i want to at least I want to go to yoga or at least I wrote go to freaking yoga already um, or at least do it in my house. I mean, yoga with Adrian is great and free. That's what everyone says. Yeah. I mean, Jasmine Guillory has been doing it for like 900 days. Truly, I think Jasmine's on like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. And that's three years almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. What a streak. I know. So how about you? Okay. So last week I was nail moisturizing. How'd that go? Still doing it. Great. My, my nails are, you know, they're short, but I'm still like buffing and yeah. just trying to kind of take care of them a little bit. And I actually feel better about them. Good. Um, and the moisturizing is really, it's becoming a nice little bedtime ritual. I love that. Like once you. everything is put away, so I don't mm-hmm. have sticky hands on stuff. Yes. Just do my final moisturize and nice. then I just snuggle in. Okay. So this week, it's kind of a revisit to an old Kate Spencer classic, but I need to stretch and foam roll. This is a classic. I am um, 
partaking in more challenging workout classes right now that I'm really enjoying, but I can feel my 40-year-old body being like, I don't know. While parts of my body feel really good from all the exercising, my knees are feeling tight. Mm-hmm. I need to I need to make a commitment to doing the other really important body work. Yeah. Like exercising intensely is great, but like it's pointless if you're not also stretching and totally foam rolling and really taking care of yourself in that way. And I have like 50 foam rollers. So not really. I have, I have two. What if I had a, r- a room of 50 foam rollers? <laughs> I bet Britney Spears does. She has a whole home gym. I know. I love her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sorry for that aside. So that's what's up. Foam rolling these quads. Great. These hammies. I look forward to hearing how that goes for you. Thank you, Dory. And I look forward to you practicing yoga. Thank you. Well, I'm going to say it. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio and Sam Reed is our project manager. Bye, y'all. 